0: Love Talk Radio.
1: The new WoodSpring Suites of Fargo, located at 1090 35th Street North at the I-29 and 12th Avenue North Interchange, is an extended-stave pet-friendly hotel with kitchenettes in every room, including a stovetop, full-size fridge, and microwave, plus a big 40-inch flat-screen TV with free Wi-Fi. You can book a room at 701-582-1600 or online at www.woodspring.com. Wood Springs, of Fargo, rated 4.2 by Score. And, yes, it is another Monday night. It is Attitude Era Live. We are on 89.1 Ken's FM. And, as always, we have a great show with you again tonight. And nothing will ever stop the way that we got this thing cooking and the way things we got going. And uh, for those of you who know, RAIDERS! And, uh, uh, Granny, how are you doing tonight?
2: Well, I'm very happy that my Chiefs beat the Cowboys yesterday. I think that's why we're hearing that ugly Raiders sound thing. And, you know, because I I imagine Big Swing, even though he is doing double duty tonight and he's not going to be able to join us, he's probably unhappy because his Cowboys lost. So... Well, uh,
3: you actually, know, we would definitely... Uh, I'm
4: actually covering Monday Night Football, but I am actually here, uh, Granny. Oh, Anna. well, hello, Big Swing. I'm, yes. We're glad and you're here yes. with us. It's been and, a long and,
2: and, time. And, you know, <laughs> I,
4: I, I, I know you wanted to bring me on after after everything, uh, Icon, but, you know, I, I had to talk about this all morning on my show. I had to take troll callers from Giants fans uh, all morning long. And, um, you know... The way I look at it, yes, the Dallas Cowboys are seven and three. They're a game and a half out of having the best record in the league, and they lost to a Kansas City Chiefs team who, uh, you know, is cooking. They've won what four straight now, or something like that. And mm-hmm. uh, but, but, but then again, then again, we were missing our leading receiver, our starting Pro Bowl offensive tackle, our our the NFL sack leader, Randy Gregory. We we're missing like we had injuries all of it on the board. C D. Lamb went down on the first half. Uh Arrowhead, Arrowhead is, is tough to play to begin with. And you know, the way I look at it, everyone's giving me, you know, crap all morning long about the Cowboys. Uh we lost to two of our three losses were to last year's Super Bowl teams by a combined twelve points. So, I mean This was one I penciled up anyway. It's always tough to go in Arrowhead. I wanted the bragging rights of having beaten both of your guys' teams this season because very rarely do we play both uh, in in a year. But uh, just because, you know, uh, it's funnier when I beat the Icons teams uh, and and the Icons team got beat by a backup quarterback, uh, I think that's even funnier. Um, But – I'm not worried about it. We got, we got, we got your Raiders, Granny. We got, we got your Raiders on uh, on, on Thursday night on Thanksgiving, and uh, I know that it, for at least one game, you're going to be rooting for the Cowboys because you know a- a- anybody over the Raiders, right? Well,
2: I, I don't really care. I mean, I don't like the Raiders. I don't like the Cowboys. So I probably won't be rooting for either team. I just won't oh, killing me! I, I, <laughs> I, I,
4: I, I just wanted a yes big swing. One game, I'm going to root for the Cowboys.
1: Well, you know, it's, you know, it's interesting. You know, um, uh, we're, we're doing a lot of celebrating here in Fargo, North Dakota, here on uh, 89.1 Ken's FM. North Dakota State uh, drew the second seed in the FCS playoffs. Uh, of course, uh, Sam Houston State, uh, they, uh, they drew the number one seed. And, uh, of course, James Madison is third. And uh, Sacramento now, State is I, number I four.
4: Talk about several, well, I've heard you talk about several times on this, on this broadcast. Um, and and as for those of you who may be new listeners, obviously Icon is a big NDSU fan. He's very active in the, uh, what's known as the FCS, uh, football, uh, you know, world really. I mean, he knows all that stuff and, um, I've heard you talk several things, which we can't say on the new FM airwaves about James Madison. We've heard you talk about, you know, Weber state, we've heard about Montana state, things like that. Teams that you don't really like very often. One team that I've noticed throughout the years of doing this show and, and your fandom of the Bison uh, is Sam Houston State is is a perennial team that we hear about being in the playoffs. We never really hear you talk bad about Sam Houston, though. I mean, are they just kind of like you don't really care, or, I mean, what? Do they do,
1: – the Well, uh, Sam Houston State – Well, Sam Houston State, they, they oh. did defeat us last year uh, to get to How Frisco. Do do so uh, – uh, but before that, the first two championships we won, we beat Sam Houston State, and previous to that, we had uh, beat them on a the last-second, um, uh, I guess you could say, a hail mary, uh, hail mary pass that would have been from Steve Walker to Cole Heckendorf uh, as time expired. So uh, they kind of, uh, in your case, uh, Sam Houston at that point got Drew Pearson, as you would say. But real quick, you're speaking of new listeners. We want to thank um, a, a new affiliate that has picked us up, which is American Danish Radio. And uh, we want to welcome all their fans that are listening on that station, um, and we want to thank them for being a new affiliate and for carrying Attitude Air Live. As also, uh, we want to thank uh, 89.1 Ken's FM. Uh, but uh, our first guest will be calling in here shortly. We've got a big show. Uh, We've got Mercy uh, 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 Merci, uh uh Perth on with us tonight. We have Michael Fowler on with us tonight and we have um a WCW legend Ice Train is on with us tonight oh, but uh but before wow. we uh before we get to that, uh we want to uh 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 pay a quick bill uh for our um our current And biggest supporter, uh, 89.1. So we will be back in about 60 seconds. As a non-commercial radio station, Ken's FM survives in
5: large part by the generosity of listeners like you. As a non-commercial radio station, Ken's FM survives in large part by the generosity of listeners like you, who value public radio and have become a member. Your donation continues to allow us to support local artists and musicians and play the music you want to hear, not what advertisers think we should play. It enables us to broadcast feature story news so you can hear the news, not opinions. Public radio doesn't have an agenda. We're not in the business of pushing our point of view. Our mission is simple. Reflect your interests, not the interests of some corporation. If you believe that having an independent, non-commercial, public radio station in your community is a good idea, become a member now. Find out how by visiting our website at www.kensfm.com. And remember, independence has a cost, and it's as little as $10 a month.
1: Keep the radio station going and keep all the good programming coming that uh, you're used to here on 89.1 Kens FM. And, of course, if you go to our Facebook page, Off the Ropes, you like that. You go to 89.1 Ken's FM page on Facebook like that. Do a $10 a month donation to Ken's FM to help keep the programming coming that you enjoy listening to. Uh, we'll get you automatically qualified to win an autograph from a future guest, a past guest, or a current guest. And that will be your assignment And things have been growing here at uh, the radio station, and we want to thank uh, Ken Bartz. Uh, If you have any radio repairs that you need, Bartz Engineering is the guy to call. And uh, I don't think there's anything he can't fix. Uh, He is awesome, and uh, I I can't say uh, uh, enough about Ken how much I appreciate his friendship and how much we love 89.1 Ken's FM. But uh, before we uh, before we get uh, too long in the tooth here, uh, it looks like our first guest is on with us. So we're going to go ahead and, and uh, bring them on and introduce them, as Ooh-hoo. they are now stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. If you need a referee extraordinaire, if you need someone to count their shoulders to the mat one two three, she is the one to call. She is uh, Marcy Firth.
0: Hi, this is Marie-Zenandri Firth. You're listening to the Attitude Era Live on 89.1 Ken's FM with your host, the icon, the big swing, and Granny holsker.
1: Hey, how are you today?
0: I'm pretty good, and you?
1: Oh, we're doing all right. Uh, we have... Um uh, we have uh, Granny Hawkster on my left, and we have uh, Big Swing on my right, uh, And uh, as, as you're listening. Uh, so here's what we're going to do here. We're going to have some fun with this interview, but before we do that, uh, we're going to have you give us a little background about yourself, and then I'll ask you a few questions, and we'll do a roundtable, and then we'll come back to me and ask you the tough questions. So do you want to give us a little background about yourself, then we'll uh, have some fun here. Um,
0: I've been reffing for a little over two years now. It's something I never really thought I'd love doing as much as I do. Um, I come from a little town, so the closest promotions are all really far away. I got into it really late in my life, but I'm really glad I did. Um,
1: All right. And uh, you've, uh, and you know, you mentioned that uh, you've been doing this um, for two years now. what is the um, – what has been the most interesting uh, thing that you've uh, you've learned since you became a referee?
0: Um, probably how to bump. I didn't realize there was so much into it, like into how to bump, like how to do it properly, how to land properly. Um, I told myself if I wanted to know how to – like what – the guys in the ring are doing and just to make sure that they're okay i would need to know how to do it myself it it was a pretty interesting experience to get into like that ring and learn how to like do basic wrestling stuff
1: so now you you had to learn how to you had to learn to take bumps now is that something you wanted to do or is that something that you just kind of uh kind of fell into wanting to do
0: uh no it's something i wanted to do right away um I kind of want to go through a table. It's an experience I'd want to have once in my life, so like I, I need to know how to do that properly if I want to do it.
1: And um, when you uh, when you say that uh, you want to go through a table, are you are you like talking about uh, 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 making it like uh, an accident, or just have like a? Um a competitor put you through a table because you uh, you disqualified them or counted them out, and they thought that uh, they should have been the victor.
0: Something along those lines. Be put through a table as retaliation from one of our biggest heels.
4: Icon may, may be the only person that I've ever talked to. In the wrestling business, who actually wants to go through a table? So that that's pretty interesting, actually,
1: because I mean, well, yeah, people have we'll, yeah, done we'll, uh, it,
4: but nobody actually wants to.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll, uh, we'll yeah we'll get more into that in a little bit, uh, but yeah. I'm just kind of curious. You know, with um, with being a referee, have you uh, do you have uh, aspirations to be uh, to become a wrestler too, uh, or do you just want to continue being a referee, where you basically um, are a part of every storyline as a referee?
0: Um, I would like to stay a referee. If if I were to wrestle it'd be like a once or twice kind of thing experience. But for the most part I wanna stay a full time referee. It, I love being the authority in that ring and I love the interaction I get with everyone. It wouldn't be the same so, if I was wrestling.
1: So with so with that being said, are you uh with your referee style, uh, are you like a uh like a Mike Chioda who kinda keeps everything uh on the up and up? Are you like a um, um help me out guys, I, uh the um uh, the the Nick the guy it. that screwed Bret Hart. Um Earl Hebner? Yeah, are are you like an Earl Hebner that will uh, oh, uh screw sure, uh, will uh yeah, well, yeah, we'll screw over uh, a competitor because the boss tells them to. Are you like a Nick Patrick, like, like a heel ref? No,
0: I'm very much a babyface ref. Um, I follow all the rules, and if in, I don't work for the kind of promoters who would tell me to screw someone, and if they told me to, I'd probably walk away from that promotion because it's not the kind of drama I need in my life planned through and both wrestlers involved are aware then that's a completely different story but um a lot of wrestlers compare me to um their mom in the way that I give authority in the ring I'm five foot seven I'm not a very tall woman and one of our heels is uh, near the six and he has said it there are days in that ring where i make him feel like he is very tiny and he loves it he loves the interaction and a lot of the heels feel that way because it gives them a chance to talk back and it gives them a chance to get a lot of heat from the crowd
1: and so i so i don't keep uh, uh mispronouncing your name uh could you uh could you pronounce your first name again for me so i can uh you pronounce your full name so I get it correctly. Um,
0: the French pronunciation is Marie, but a lot of English people tend to say Marie.
1: All right. Uh, so Marie First is our guest here. We got about uh, 24 minutes. Uh, well, Granny, she's she's a baby face, and I know you like the baby face, but it's a lot well, better when we have. Well, thank God uh,
2: for that. You, Thank well, God for that. It's cause,
1: better when we have heel, heels on, but uh, go ahead, Granny. What do you have for our guest? We have 24 minutes. Well, go ahead. Well,
2: uh, yeah, Granny does not like the heels, and I'm not a wrestler. I'm just a a fan, and I'm not just your average wrestling fan. I have had companies thank me for being at their show, and they include me in their show because I like to interact with the wrestlers, especially the heels because I like to talk. I would like to they tell me to sit down and shut up before I break a hip, or they'll say, "Don't you have a curfew at the nursing home?" And I'll tell them, "Well, if you think you're man enough, big boy, you come down here and say that to my face and make me sit down and shut up." And we have a lot of fun. I I went to a couple shows over the weekend. I live in Arkansas. And we did a, a tribute show to the late, great, beautiful Bobby Eaton at Mid States Wrestling, and. I got to see a lot of friends that I hadn't seen for a while, and then we had a show in Fayetteville, Arkansas yesterday called Crown Championship Wrestling. It was a sellout crowd. It was their first show, sellout crowd. It was was great. And so I admire the fact that, you know, you are a referee because I have a lot of friends that are in the referee business, you know, and... um, so, where do you primarily work out of? I mean, where are you, you know, where where do you primarily work at, or do you work for a lot of different federations or
0: Um I work for primarily um Le Prestige Wrestling, which is LPW <coughs> up in Campbellton, New Brunswick. And then okay. CAD Championship Acadian Wrestling down in Trackety and Caracat area, which is also in New Brunswick, in Canada. Um, okay. And every once in a while, I work for a few promotions down in Nova Scotia, so basically uh, I, the Maritimes.
2: Awesome, awesome. So, what has been one of your most challenging matches you've ever had to referee, and who who were the who? Who were the wrestlers that was in it?
1: It seems how you haven't went through a table yet. (laughs)
0: Um, One of the most challenging ones I've ever done wasn't the MAC itself. I was challenging, um, but the fact that I broke my coccyx 24 hours before. Oh, my. Uh, I was wrestling for IH – I was reffing for IHW – innovative hybrid wrestling down in Moncton. Um, and I was resting two of our biggest names from the company, which are, um, Titus he's known as the predator. He is probably one of the big, one of the biggest names in the maritime versus Julian young. Um, they're two guys I've been watching wrestle around here for years. I was very nervous about wrestling them in the first place, and I could barely move. It was wow. terrifying.
1: Wow, that's awesome. We have uh, Maurice as our guest here, and uh, and uh, we're going to uh, bring in our, our, uh, our third wheel here. Um, he goes by Big Swing, and... Uh, you know he uh, he he got that name because he he can swing a mean hockey stick and a mean golf club. But uh, we'll bring him on what do you have for our guest there? Big swing from from Reese. Go ahead. What do you got? Well, I had mentioned you've been
4: refereeing for about two years now. Um, were you? And maybe you've already went over this and and I missed it. I don't know. I'm I'm doing Monday night football at the same time here, so I'm kind of got one headphone on, one headphone off, but. Um, are you, were you were you a wrestling fan before this? Did you grow up watching, you know, the the business and, and wanting to get involved in it? Or is it an opportunity that sort of you, you came across and, and you're learning something completely new?
0: Up until eight years ago, I hated wrestling and I thought it was stupid. Um, oh, my yeah. husband has been a fan his whole life. I was 14 okay. years old when we started dating. And... I looked at him and said, it's just a bunch of sweaty men, fake fighting in a ring. What do you like about it? And he (laughs) looked at me and went, I can't deny that comment. It's just entertaining. Um, I eventually watched it with him, and I enjoyed Rey Mysterio. It took me a few years to figure out that I like high-flying wrestling. But eight years ago, I saw IHW Live in Camelton. And the live experience, the crowd, watching it in my face less than 10 feet away, made me a fan. From that day on, I wanted to go to every show we had locally I could afford to make.
3: Hmm.
0: It, that's it awesome. Took so, about, oh,
3: that's awesome. It, well, so then now that my, you're involved in it.
0: Eight years of bugging and bugging and being like, please come to a wrestling show. You'll like it. And I was like, no. Turns out he
4: was right. So, so now that you are involved in the business, um, do you look back at your, you know, look back at your previous comments uh, and, and your previous viewpoint uh, on that and, and think, wow, like what was I thinking? Like um, when, when people, when people share that same opinion that you used to have about wrestling being fake, like do you get upset with them now? Um,
0: Not necessarily. It Be like, yeah, sure. Doesn't mean that like the injury and the effort and the years of training and practice aren't real. It's entertainment, like anything else. Like, would you tell an actor that what they do isn't real?
4: Um, We know, probably not.
0: But you couldn't tell it to their face. It's entertainment. It's the whole point of it. But it's everything that came with wrestling not just the wrestling itself, but, like, the storytelling, the booking, the backstage, um, learning how you do the moves, a lot of that got me, like, really intrigued and interested and in wanting to know more.
3: Hmm.
1: Well, you know, it's, it's interesting how you mentioned that, and uh, we have Maurice as our guest here. we got 23 minutes. You know, the thing is, I, I heard – I can't remember what wrestler that said it but the the thing is it's it's not wrestling is not faked. It's choreographed. And the outcome is known. But stuff that hap- bad stuff does sometimes happen in that ring. And it's the whole the whole deal is it's wrestling is not fake. I mean you you have to you have to do this, you have to do that, but it's <coughs> it, it's it's not it's not fake, it's choreographed. Yes, they know what the outcome is, but Injuries do happen in the ring and we, we uh we we live by this creed here on the show and as Granny has said that many uh many times, it's all real to us. It's just that the people are fake. You know? And um we love that saying. Yeah. and uh, Granny uh yeah, Granny has brought that to us. Uh Maurice is our guest here. We've got about uh, twenty two minutes. So now I'm going to kind of take it through. Uh, we're going to kind of circle back what you were talking about. How uh, you know your your husband was a fan, and uh, you were you weren't into it, and then all of a sudden you got into business. What um, what was your husband's reaction when you told him that uh, you were going to become you were going to become a wrestling referee?
0: Oh, he was all up for it. His dream was always to be a booker and to eventually be a promoter and own his own company. Um I am very proud of him to say that he has finally done it. Um Le Prestige Wrestling has run two successful shows this year. Uh they debuted in August of 2021. Um he was super pumped to see me become part of the business and to get to meet people and to <coughs> get the to enter a locker room. It Me entering the business got his foot in the door, and he is as thankful for me as I am for him.
1: So I guess my
6: question
1: is, I guess my question was that being said, what would we have to do to get uh, your husband as a guest booked on the show? Just ask. Hmm. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm sure he's on Facebook. Uh, have him send me a message because I know that you know how to get a hold of me because, uh, you know, I know you don't like those 2 a.m. in the morning uh, phone calls. Uh, I, got, I know i got to stop doing that, but uh, it, it's in my nature because I want to make sure everything on the show goes off without a hitch. But have him send me a message. We'll get him on, and then uh, we'll, we'll promote his promotion. Now, you said he, he's had uh, two successful shows. I'm going to ask you this next question and uh we we won't spend too much time on it because it you know is still kind of depressing in our eyes but you know we you know we had covid start the broad break last uh, last march and then it kind of went back a little bit then it kind of showed up again now i think it's going back the other way again but tell us uh how um covid affected you and what you were doing in your career
0: it slowed my booking down a lot I went an entire six months without being able to work because the Maritimes weren't running shows. And when I did, I went another six months before I was able to sh- to work again. It's been very slow going, but it's slowed down in my province and we've been allowed to run shows. Um, the one in August did not have a limited capacity. Um, unfortunately, the one... Um, earlier this month did we had 50% of our venue's capacity which is still um, 150 feet which is pretty good for our area it's something we can't complain with and we still managed to run the shows successfully even through COVID Um, our area is in desperate need of entertainment so even if they're not necessarily wrestling fan. They come to check it out anyway. They leave happy, talk to their friends, bring their friends, the next one. Hopefully, so what? Uh, hope it allows us to keep going.
1: <laughs> so so what is the what is the upcoming uh, few months looking like? Like for instance, when is your next show?
0: I don't know if I'm allowed to announce the official date, but I can tell you it will be in February of 2021.
1: 2022. Yes. Yes.
0: 2022.
1: Okay. Okay. So, uh, well, let me ask you this then, uh, and I understand that, that you can't really announce uh, the the information yet, but how? Let me ask you this: How many shows do uh, do you guys want to run in 2022?
0: Um, between 6 and 10, depending on COVID.
1: Okay. Right. Now, uh, the venue that uh, – now, do you have it at the same venue, or do you go to different venues?
0: At the moment, we are running out of the Alma Center in Alphaville, New Brunswick. We would like to also run out of Burnt Church in uh, near the Miramichi area in New Brunswick. Uh, but unfortunately they don't have any indoor venues uh, that would accommodate our rain, so it would have to be summers with them. We are still working on it.
1: And uh, uh, being from North Dakota here, uh, we do know how, I do know how cold it can get up in Canada, so you don't really want to have uh, wrestling shows outdoors in, uh, you know, February and March. Well, Mar- March maybe not so bad, but you know, uh, oh, February okay. definitely not. I can understand that.
0: Um, in March, there's still six feet of snow in my area. You, it only starts to melt around April. Usually around May, there's no more snow, if we're lucky.
3: Um,
1: well, you know that's the that's the same way it is here in Fargo. Uh, you can ask Big Swing this. Uh, you know when uh, he came out here for the first time uh you know he had never been here before and i and i told him i said you know where where you're coming to we have four seasons here we have winter flood road construction and football right now we're in the football <laughs> season and uh winter's about to uh winter's about to hit and then uh you know depending on what the winter's like we're depending on if you have flooding or not and then we have our road construction season so that's basically what the uh that's our seasons here in north dakota
0: Um my area has about 7 months of winter, a month of spring, a month and a half of summer, and the rest of fall.
1: But uh when you uh when you guys have your winter up there, uh you guys do not have um well, well w- I can ask this a little bit. Uh do you have do you have like severe uh, winter storms up there or uh, not really or Uh, does it just, like, snow and then stick around for a while and then eventually go away? Um,
0: Usually by the end of January, uh, walking down the sidewalk means walking down a hallway uh, between two snowbanks that are about eight feet tall. When it snows here, you can get about 14, 15 inches of snow in about eight hours. (laughs) <laughs> and once it falls, it never goes away.
1: <laughs> well, I, I hate to say it but you, you, you guys can was... keep that up there. Uh you guys can keep that up there. <laughs> we'll uh we'll, we'll we'll take the Alberta Clippers that they send down here, but you guys can keep that kind of stuff up there. So Our uh, we have Maurice's or...
0: last week there is two inches of snow on the ground already.
1: So you'd much rather just have that and then no more snow the rest of the year then, right?
0: Oh dear god, yes. But then the people who ski would hate it. They love snow. Right. I hate it. I hate these cold. Uh, Mar-
1: Maurice, I guess here we got about uh, 14 minutes. Uh now with uh with all that being said and you got into the business and then it helped your husband jump start his career as a promoter. Now, did you um one thing I'm going to ask you and I like to ask all independent wrestlers this same question. And uh, it's, it's a two-part question, and I'll put it to you because no one ever answers the same way. Now, let's say that uh, you're reffing a match, and uh, someone from AEW or the WWE, uh, you know, they like what you do, and they, they tell you that they're going to be having tryouts at a certain area, and they want you to come down and check it out. Two-part question. One, is that something you'd want to do uh, to get to the big time? And we know that you have the drive to do that. Uh, A, is that something you'd want to do? And B, if you do get that big-time contract, would you not big-time us and still talk to us?
0: I, I would love to go. But at the same time, I don't really want to up and move my family. I have two young autistic children. They take a lot of my time, and they take a lot of my mental capabilities (laughs) um but yes i would definitely go and try Uh, whether it's something i want not per se it's not something i'm looking for if it happens it, it would be amazing but it is not something i'm purposely going out to get
1: well, you know, you mentioned that, you know, you have uh, two autistic children. Uh, what uh, And I'll understand you don't want to let us know how old they are, but what do they think of Mommy being in the, the wrestling business? Are they fans too?
0: Uh, they're eight and six. My youngest one who is six barely speaks, uh, but will DDT you on my couch perfectly. <laughs> you might not be able to <laughs> speak, but has been pulling wrestling moves for the last three years. Uh, my oldest is eight. If he ever gets into this wrestling business, he will be a jobber. He sells amazingly, uh, but he's got spaghetti legs, so he would never be able to actually like pull a move correctly. Um, he is my biggest fan in that crowd, and he is the one cheering the loudest for me.
1: That's awesome. And uh, you know, uh, you know, when, when you think about it, when you when you get into this wild world of wrestling, as they like to call it. You know, you never know where where your peak is going to be. And, I mean, everybody has goals and what their goal is. What is your ultimate goal being in the business?
0: At the moment, my first goal is to ref in every province of the Maritimes. My second goal would be to add Quebec and Ontario to that list.
1: Now, do you uh, do you want to do you want to travel in the states too or just stay up in Canada?
0: I would like to go down to the states, um although it would be more complicated and with COVID, it's 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 a door that I feel has been closed right now. So it's not on my bucket list. Once borders reopen and things go back to normal, uh then yes, it's something I would like to
1: do. Now, but as of uh, now, with, I'm
0: not thinking about it.
1: Go ahead, sir. Go ahead.
0: But like, as of now, I'm not thinking about it because it's unachievable.
1: So now with with, uh, with that being said, I'm going to kind of circle back to this. We – we We know that the the borders uh have been closed for a while, as a matter of fact, uh, i had uh, I have several friends from Winnipeg that were going to come down for my wedding that couldn't come down because the borders are closed. but uh have you heard uh the prospect of when uh, they plan on opening them up there? I have
0: no idea the borders between provinces are kind of somewhat open. Depending on which province you're talking to. Like, I can cross into Quebec without any issues. There's no one at the borders. But Nova Scotia does require proof of vaccination as well as of both vaccines, um, as well as ID and a pre-filled form saying why you're there for how long and when you're coming back.
1: So like uh if you tell them that uh, you're going you're going over there for work you have you have to like show them exactly your work permit or um and then you have to show them like your your vaccination record is that basically what they do
0: Uh yeah but uh wrestling companies here are independent don't have work permits So I just fill out a form tell them I'm going to an event and that I'm working at the event um, and then show them my vaccination records along with ID. And uh, that is usually enough.
1: That's awesome. With current Uh, conditions anyway. Uh, Maurice is our guest here. We got about, um, well, we got about uh, seven minutes here left with Maurice. So, you know, you mentioned that you got a big show in February and I understand you can't give us the details, but uh and uh, you ha- you want to you guys want to try and run between uh, 10 and 12 shows uh over the next year. Uh is there um is there any plans on with your husband's promotion uh to uh how about have your husband's promotion uh uh travel uh in other parts of uh the states or um is it just does he just wanted to keep it local as well? Because there are places around, there are places in the states now that uh, would love to see in more independent wrestling shows that they don't have.
0: Um, at the moment, him and his business partner uh, Michelle aren't currently planning on really traveling outside. The north of New Brunswick too much Uh, We are new Um, And We are currently building a fan base We don't want to expand too fast If you understand what I mean
1: Right, so basically What you want to do is uh, uh, Hit all all the Big towns in your Providence And go to the next province, Hit all those big towns And then uh... blanket canada and then come uh... come uh... south <laughs>
0: um... that would mean overtaking every other promotion around and that's not really something we want to do um... the we are currently trying to build friendship with all the promotions around and have the best relations with them so that we can sometimes run co-branded shows or uh, run, for example, tournaments, half of them on our shows while the other half is on their shows, giving their fans view of our people and our fans view of their people, helping the Maritimes grow. Helping everyone grow rather than just helping us grow while crushing everyone else.
1: That's awesome. Uh we have a uh, Marisa, I guess here we got a uh we got a few minutes here left. Uh if our fans wanted to check you guys out and see, if you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok? What do you got?
0: Uh, we have a Facebook, which is Le Prestige Wrestling. Um There is an Instagram at this very moment. I cannot remember what it is, but I believe it's prestige, prestige wrestling.
1: All right. And, uh, Also, we want to let everybody know that if you go to our Facebook page, Off the Ropes, and like that, you go to Ken's uh, page, 89.1, Ken's FM, on Facebook, like that, do a $10 a month donation to help keep the station on the air. We'll get you automatically qualified to win an autographed uh, copy or a picture or some form of memorabilia from one of our future guests, a current guest, uh, or a future guest. And uh, I know that uh, Maurice is going to send us a few when she gets a chance, and uh, we do want to thank you for joining us tonight. You have been so awesome, and we uh, definitely are uh, uh, want to have you and your husband on again. So uh, the next time he has a show, we can promote it for you and uh, get our Canadian fans that are listening up to your events.
0: I'm sorry, my phone cut out. Can you repeat the last sentence?
1: Well, what I was going to say, what I was saying, is uh, we would like to have you and uh, we would like to have you and your husband on again. So, uh, you know, the next time uh, you guys have a show set up, uh, maybe we can get you on like the week before or a couple weeks before, uh, so we can uh, get our Canadian fans that are listening uh, to your event and uh, help you guys out in that way.
0: Absolutely, I will have him send you a message, and the three of us can talk together about planning a date.
1: Awesome. Well, I'll tell you what. We want to thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you for taking time out of your schedule. Uh, We want to wish you luck in your next show there in February. And uh, we'll get you guys back on again. We do appreciate it. Thank you. Thank
0: you so much for having me. It was a pleasure being here.
1: Awesome. That's Maurice, ladies and gentlemen. What a awesome, awesome interview. Uh, So now uh, we have our uh, next guest waiting in the wings. We'll bring them on in a second. Uh, But before we do that, we need to uh, take a timeout, and uh, we will be back in 60 seconds.
5: As a non-commercial radio station, Ken's FM survives in large part by the generosity of listeners like you, who value public radio and have become a member. Your donation continues to allow us to support local artists and musicians and play the music you want to hear, not what advertisers think we should play. It enables us to broadcast feature story news so you can hear the news, not opinions. Public radio doesn't have an agenda. We're not in the business of pushing our point of view. Our mission is simple. Reflect your interests, not the interests of some corporation. If you believe that having an independent, non-commercial, public radio station in your community is a good idea, become a member now. Find out how by visiting our website at www.kensfm.com, and remember, independence has a cost, and it's as little as $10 a month.
1: We definitely would like you to send in a donation to help out Ken and his radio station so you can keep us uh, on the air as well so with all that being said uh we have our next guest waiting the wings he's about to step out of the green room and walk down the aisle <laughs> and enter the ring right now <laughs> when it comes to independent wrestlers this is the man you don't want to mess with and he's going to tell us exactly why that is right now he is the man himself he is michael fowler hey
6: how you guys doing today
1: how's it going man Good.
6: So, yeah, Yeah,
1: if you want to quick quick read that little uh, liner, then we'll get to the interview and we'll have some fun with you.
6: Of course. Hey, this is Mike Fowler. You're listening to the Attitude Era Live on 89.1 Ken's FM with your host, the icon, the Big Swing and Granny Hawkster.
1: And that's uh, Granny to my left and Big Swing to my right. And uh, here's what we're going to do, Mike. If you want to give us a little background about yourself, then I'll ask you a few questions and we'll do a roundtable. And then we'll come back to me and I'll ask you the tougher questions.
6: All right. Yeah, sounds good. So
1: So go ahead and give us a little
6: background. uh, Yeah, I've been um, doing professional wrestling for a few years now. Um, I first started out in 2017. Um, At the time, I was only 19 years old. I was uh, going to college, Salisbury University, which is uh, the eastern shore of Maryland, right by the ocean, and uh, I was playing college football. I played uh, five years at Salisbury University, ended up being a starting running back my last year, won the uh, conference championship, became the first two-time Man Jack champ in my school's history, and then once I graduated, I really kicked off my wrestling career in uh, late 2020 uh, once I started doing shows. And it was kind of weird at first because, When I was doing shows, I was doing them in front of no fans because of the pandemic. So that was kind of my first experience um, doing real professional wrestling shows for promotions. uh, Promotions from Puerto Rico and Peru that were coming down to Jersey to do shows. And, uh, yeah, I've been a huge wrestling fan since I was five years old. Um, Acting and football have been two of my biggest passions along with wrestling. And right now, I'm really just trying to make a name for myself, um, professional wrestling, and hopefully I can get my career uh, started and going hot into 2022. So far, it's been pretty good. I've been doing a lot of shows up and down the East Coast and Baltimore and Jersey and Alabama, just to name a few. So, yeah, uh, I want to thank you guys for having me on here. I'm usually not on uh, big-time radio shows, so uh, I want to thank you guys again for having me.
1: Well, and we're uh, we're glad to have you as well, uh, Michael Pollard is our guest here. We got about uh, twenty eight minutes. So now I'm kind of curious about uh, the wrestling style that you have. Are you more of a high flyer like a Ray Mysterio? Are you a technical wrestler like a Stone Cold Steve Austin, or are you uh, are you a um, a brawler like a Stone Cold Steve Austin? That's a
6: that's a really good question that um, I've been asked uh, a lot as of late because uh, the past few months I've been. Adapting my style more into high-flying, since I have a pretty good athletic background, I'm starting to take a few more risks when I'm in the ring. Um, My first couple years wrestling, I was a little conservative, um, trying to play safe and trying to do the right things in the ring, but lately, I've been taking a little more risks, and I think I might even classify myself more as a high-flyer, more than a brawler. But um, the technical style, I think, comes into play a lot uh, with a lot of my matches as well. But, um, yeah, I guess if I really had to pick a style, I think I'd have to put myself into the hybrid category, uh, a little bit of technical and a little bit of high-flying.
1: That's awesome. And uh, now when you uh, when you wrestle, uh, are you considering yourself to be a baby face, a heel, or an in-between? You know,
6: I – I really, I think I can play both very well. Um, I love being a heel. I love being hated. But I think a lot of people that know me will tell you that I'm a face and I'll always be a face because the people that know me most, they, they love me or whatnot. I feel like I can do both very well. And I almost feel like it's objective nowadays. I feel like in certain territories, and certain areas, the faith and heel dynamic is crucial. And I think that it's, Um, It's a big impact on the crowd and the overall show, but I also feel as if nowadays people have different perspectives on things, on um, celebrities and movies and TV shows. I feel as though good guys and bad guys aren't as easily classified anymore, so I think I'd have to put myself as a tweener, if I'm going to be honest.
1: Well, you know, it's interesting how you say that because you know, back when you think about it, the NWO kind of blurred the line between whether yeah. they're good guys or bad guys. You know. Yeah. And. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, it 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 is it is what it is. Uh, so uh, we're gonna. We're, yeah, we're gonna bring Granny on here. Uh, Granny, he said he could be a heel, but he's mostly a good guy. Uh, what do you got, <laughs> Granny? Go ahead. We got Michael Powell. We got twenty five minutes. Go ahead.
0: Well, I am not
2: a wrestler, but I am a huge wrestling fan. I'm not your average, ordinary wrestling fan. I love very much interacting with the wrestlers, good or bad, but I really like having fun talking smack to the heels because they'll tell me to sit down and shut up before I break a (laughs) hip. Or they'll say, don't you have a curfew at the nursing home? And, you know, I just kind of get in their face right back. And, you know, and. I tell them what I think, you know, and I'm not afraid of of them, you know. So I think if you were a heel, I think I would have fun, you know, interacting with you at a wrestling event. I really would. So,
6: I'd probably come down and rip up your spine. That's probably what I would do. I'd well, you know, I've had, I have face. had
2: wrestlers do that in the past. I don't really make posters much anymore just for okay. that reason because I've had too many <laughs> posters got yep. ripped up over the years, you know. So, <laughs> um I I guess one of my questions to you is if you had any kind of dream match, what kind of match would you want and who would you want your opponent to be? I mean, it could be past, present, oh, it my doesn't God. matter.
6: I, oh my God, yeah, that's such a good question because I always change my answer, and I think if I'm if I'm gonna be specific, I've always I, I've always loved the David versus Goliath story. I've always loved the big guy versus the small guy, and mm-hmm. I, as a little kid, I pictured myself entering mm-hmm. in the Royal Rumble at the first entrance, going the length of the match, and then my last guy I'd have to face to eliminate would be Brock Lesnar. I think oh wow! A match with him would be uh, would be amazing. That's a dream match. That would uh, that would be really cool for me. I love I love a challenge. I love a big test. I love fighting people and going against people that people don't think I could win. I think that's yeah. uh, I think that's one of my favorite things in
1: sports and wrestling and everything. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Michael Poller is our guest here. We got uh, well, we got uh, twenty three minutes here with the man. Uh, we're going to bring our third wheel on, uh, Big Swing. He's a he's a big uh, edge mark. So, uh, Big Swing, what do you got for our guest, <laughs> Michael Poller? Go ahead. Well,
4: um, I was listening to a little bit of, of what he was talking about. Um, first of all, Salisbury, I'm familiar with. We played against them a couple of times. Um, oh no way! I went to Hartwick College you know, in Oneonta, and you guys briefly joined the Empire 8 for a little while before you
6: Empire you changed 8, conference. And, uh, I think it was late 2000s or something, early 2010s.
4: Yeah, I, I graduated in 2010, so yeah, I think you guys okay. joined the conference. I was I was already gone, I believe, at that point, but uh, my yeah. college roommate actually is the defensive coordinator for Hartwick, so I remember uh, okay. hearing that name, you know, a salesman. But anyway, regardless, I'm also a big sports guy. I got a sports radio show out here in New York, so that's why I'm –
3: I hear support, oh, and
4: I'm like, "Ooh, let's talk about that." Even though it's a restaurant. So, um,
3: yeah.
4: so, growing up a little bit, see, I'm a little older. I'm 33, so I grew up right in the okay. heart of. Uh, grew up right in the heart of what's called the attitude That's era.
6: That's yeah, my my, exactly. brother's, that was, my older brother's 33. Yeah.
4: Okay, so he's, he probably remembers a lot of that as well. My yep. thing is, you mentioned you like being the heel. You like being hated. When it comes to yep. personality-wise. Okay, when I, when I look at some of the best heels, and in my opinion, the greatest heel of the Attitude Era, hands down, was Triple H. Do you find okay. yourself to have uh, to, to be taking some of the style away from some of those kind of guys? Do you like to blaze your own style? Yeah. I mean, what, are you kind of the arrogant of prick heel, or are you the just flat out mean, or are you kind of the heel um, that is that is like you're going to run away if, if somebody? You know, like you'll take a cheap shot and then run away. Like, What kind of heel are you?
6: Um, I would definitely say arrogant. I would say confident. But I would also say um, someone that believes that I'm in the right. Like, I'm right. Like, whether the people like me or not, um, they can cheer me, boo me. It doesn't matter. What I'm doing is what's right for me uh, by any means necessary to win a match. Um, Definitely not a cowardly heel. I will go up to anybody Mm -hmm. and fight anybody. But I, I I love I love um, 1990 Shawn Michaels uh, Shawn okay. Michaels Chris Beautiful. Jericho yep. 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 those are those are my favorite heels personally.
1: That's so, awesome, Mike. Pause our guest here. We got 20 minutes. At, Go ahead, Big Swing. Oh,
6: that's
4: alright. Looking at from the perspective of you know you said you were talking about the Rumble and things and that was one of your your dreams um, or one of your visions that you had for yourself. Uh, yeah. How did you make the transition from football to wrestling? Now, I'm doing the Monday Night Football game on, on the radio station out here in New York, so I'm a little kind of one headphone on, one headphone off. So uh, if you explained oh, wow. it already, I may have missed it. <laughs> yeah, I may have missed it. Yeah, yeah. See, he's out in Fargo. I'm calling in from New York because I couldn't make it out just for today to do this game. But uh, what yeah. what, um, what kind of made – had you make that transition from, from football to wrestling?
6: Um. I'll be completely honest. I think that if I were to compare the two, they're they they're very different. Um, I'd say footwork is crucial in both, but I'd say wrestling hands down is probably the hardest thing I've ever had to do. Um, mm. And that's not just physically or mentally. Um, that's everything, like physically and mentally and um, being smart. I think football to me kind of came natural from an early age. Not just athletically, mm. but I feel like I always had a good football IQ. And wrestling was something that I really had to study. And I had to really think. Whereas football was more instincts; It was more gut feeling. Um, mm. I had to learn and I had to adapt a lot in football over time in college. I had to buy into a system and a strategy of offense. In which I played a uh, triple option at Salisbury. But, uh, wrestling has also been... Um, very hard transition because there's yeah. no right or wrong in wrestling, but there's a safe and an unsafe way. Trainers will tell you all the time, and it's it's all about telling a story, conveying emotion, and getting audiences to pay attention. And I think well, some of
4: the best I feel, some of the best stories were in the Attitude mm-hmm. Era, honestly. And, I think so. You, you know, it's funny when you when you mention conveying emotion uh I do actually the radio play by play for some local schools out here in New York and uh a lot of who got me into the radio broadcasting aspect of it honestly was Jim Ross uh and, okay. and uh, JR cuz I mean he he could make he could make the you know he he could make eating eating a peanut butter sandwich sound interesting you know like like it's the end of the <laughs> world you know and yep, yep. and I just I love that so I guess my other thing, and I know Icon and, and Granny are chomping uh, are at the bit here, but our last guest said before she got into the wrestling business up to about eight years ago, her opinion was that wrestling was stupid, it was fake, it was this, it was that. Yeah. She ended up, now that she's in it, she loves it. Being in the wrestling uh-huh. business now and being an actual wrestler, um, do you still, does it really kind of tick you off a little bit when you get some of those opinions from people
1: that wrestling is uh that that big F <laughs> word fake? No. Hey, no, uh before before all. you answer that question, yeah. uh we okay. we gotta uh we gotta take a quick little time out here, then we'll come back to that question after we uh Whoa. uh take a quick all little right. time out, then we'll be back, right back, okay? Oh jeez. All right.
6: <laughs> you gonna play the spot?
1: The new WoodSpring Suites of Fargo, located at 1090 35th Street North at the I-29 and 12th Avenue North Interchange, is an extended-stave pet-friendly hotel with kitchenettes in every room, including a stovetop, full-size fridge, and microwave, plus a big 40-inch flat-screen TV with free Wi-Fi. You can book a room at 701-582-1600 or online at www.woodspring.com. Which Springs Pizza Fargo, rated 4.2 oh. by score.
4: So, I love that commercial for two reasons. One, because it, it's a live read, and I love live reads, and two, it shows that Icon can actually read. So that's that's
1: all right, and about. we are back. Uh, so we'll we'll continue. We got about uh, we got Michael Powell. We got about fifteen minutes. Uh, you know, we got to do all the legal stuff here at the station. So uh, go ahead, Michael. You can ask, answer the question. Go ahead. So
4: Icon, I, I you can actually read. That, that that's yep. what I enjoyed about that commercial the most. Um. <laughs> so yeah, no. So yeah. So basically, that would be, uh, you know, when people come to you and oh, why are you involved in that? That's so fake, or that's so blah blah blah. Yeah. Blah. Being involved yep. in it and taking bumps does that kind of irritate you a little bit now? Uh,
6: no, no people that it, 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 doesn't, about it. it doesn't. irritate me at all. I mean, I, I have a lot of respect for professional wrestling. <laughs> and that this isn't fake at all. I, I know it's. Um, I, I think it's a little more real than people understand. I don't get offended by it at all because I mean, a majority of my friends don't like wrestling, don't watch it, um, but they've gotten more into it because of me, and they actually, and I, and I love watching wrestling with my um non-wrestling watching friends because. I love when they react to certain stuff and they actually buy into it because it's, like, really cool and inspiring to see um, regular people that could potentially become wrestling fans. Ultimately, I want more people watching wrestling. I want more people watching me. I think in the long run that would end up being more money. As far as as people saying it's fake, I mean, there's a lot of bad wrestling out there. I mean, when people think pro wrestling, they think of all the hokey – um, old stuff that I mean, that people grew like up Icon's on, but people look at it laugh at. Like, like Icon's
4: best. favorite, the Honky Tonk Man. That's Icon's favorite. Yeah,
6: yeah. But, mm-hmm. th- I mean, yeah, I mean, people have different tastes and different things that they like. Um, oh, shoot. I feel like um, <laughs> I, I feel like people don't want, they feel insulted watching wrestling because they feel like they're being lied to or they feel like they're trying to make you believe that it's real when, in reality, they're just trying to entertain you enough to make you forget that it's fake, to buy you, to get you to buy into the action. I feel like I, people shouldn't take it so seriously. They should just enjoy it for what it is, but, I mean, that that's kind of hard to do, you know?
1: Well, you know, uh, besides the honky tonk man, the the one guy I despise, uh, of course, the most is Kevin Owens. Uh, but we won't get onto that. You guys can listen to past you shows and personal, find out why that is. You, get,
6: but. you have a personal beef, personal story about him? What, what's up with Kevin Owens?
4: He,
1: he's hated him for uh, well, I don't need to thing. Yeah, well, we well, <laughs> like I, I, I I can't. Well, I, I'll I'll, I'll, do, I'll do. I can call you and tell Remember you that I'll, off air. Call, but we're on uh, FM now. We're on FM okay. now. Don't get us sued. Don't get us sued. Okay. Yeah, I know. I so uh, we He's have one of
4: my
6: favorites.
1: Well, and, well, it is what it is. We <laughs> have Michael Fowler, so I guess we have got about 13 minutes now. Uh, we'll, 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 we won't uh, we won't uh, take too much time on it, but uh, we'll ask you uh, how uh, you know. We, we talked to our first guest about COVID. Uh, how did that? How did COVID affect you and uh, your career and what you were doing?
6: Um, COVID. I mean. It completely shut down all my plans. I was I was pretty much – I just graduated Salisbury. I just finished my fifth year of football at Salisbury. I just got back into training. I was just about to get on shows, and um, then COVID hit. Everything was shut down. My hours got cut at my work. I had to get a job delivering pizza, which I ended up making a lot of money doing. My friend had a pizza shop down in Essex, Maryland, I got to do that during the pandemic for a couple months before uh, wrestling opened back up. But yeah, honestly, it was just you just you, you had to adapt. I had to make sure I stayed in shape. I had to um I guess look into the possibility of there never being a wrestling show ever again in front of fans. I had to figure out ways I could still do what I love, which is entertain people and to get eyes on me, I had to figure out different ways I could do that. And um, I I just, I don't know. It it was kind of, it was tough, but I just felt like I didn't have a choice. The only choice I had was to adapt. And um, that's what I did. I had to find a way to make money. I had to keep wrestling on my mind. And I'm going to be honest, like during the pandemic, I had me and one of my guys, we had a key to our school, and we would go in there on the weekends, and we would train before we even opened back up because i you know I didn't want to stop working, I didn't want to lose all the skills that I had got, so yeah, the pandemic was really tough, but at the end of the day, I just had to adapt
1: now was it was it a hard choice whether to continue your your football career uh and try and get into the pros or uh were you did you have your heart set on wrestling
6: um I, I started wrestling training when I was a sophomore. I just finished sophomore year, and I started in the spring semester. I would drive from Salisbury to Baltimore every Tuesday and Thursday night, um, two and a half hours there, two and a half hours back, and I, I had to. As far as football. I knew I was gonna play four years, and then I was gonna have two years of training in wrestling, and then I was gonna start my wrestling career, hit the road, and everything was gonna be great. But things didn't didn't uh, come out the plan that way. I ended up getting injured uh, my fourth year of football, where I uh, dislocated my clavicle and got it. Basically, I broke my collarbone, and um, I got you know I ended up redshirting and coming back for a fifth year. So I had to put wrestling off to the side for another year but um at the end of the day that was probably the best decision i ever made because i ended up having the best football season of my career uh my fifth year after coming back from the injury um so i was i always planned on wrestling right after football but it had to come a little later than i expected because i had that injury so i always planned on wrestling after football
1: and so we, so we can do this so we don't run out of time. If our fans want to check you out, you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch. What do you got? Yes,
6: um, I'm definitely most active on Instagram. Uh, my handle is uh, Michael underscore Walker underscore up next. And then for Twitter, mine is Mike underscore Fowler underscore 30 with a capital M and a capital S. Um, those are definitely the best places to find me. I'm definitely most active on Instagram. I got some wrestling highlights on there. I got some photos, and uh, I post actively on my story. Um, that's usually where I like to interact with fans When uh, whenever they DM me or comment on my posts and stuff like that. That's where I'm most active. And I've been getting a little more into Twitter uh, lately, but those are my two main ones.
1: We have Michael Powell's guest here. We've got about uh, eight minutes. Uh, so, now, one thing I'll ask you that I've asked every independent wrestler that we have. You know, there's uh, Ring of Honor's gone now, and, uh, you know, New yep. Japan's still there. But, uh, you know, they have yep. basically AEW and the WWE. Uh, is that a goal that uh, you'd want to set to uh, jump to one of those companies? And if you do get one of those big-time contracts, would you not big-time us and still talk to us?
6: <laughs> no, absolutely. Uh, that's a that's a good question. That's a good point. Um, I definitely – I, I want to make wrestling my living, and I, I know everybody says it. I want I want wrestling to pay the bills, and I want to do that full time. I want to quit my day job, and I want to travel, and I want to be a pro wrestler. Um, as far as a choice of where to get signed, it's it, whoever people I know and whoever signs me first, I guess. Um, right now, I'm just on the independent scene, trying to make a name for myself, trying to learn how to interact with crowds and uh really perfect my craft but absolutely I would love to work for either WWE AEW um I believe Ring of Honor actually is going to come back in March I know they're done for now and they're not um you know no one's going to be contracted by next year and I think um I think Ring of Honor is going to have a complete reboot um in April it's going to be all new talent it's going to be talent that was in the ROH dojo that I know pretty well that came from my wrestling school, MCW, Maryland. Um, I think it's going to be a complete overhaul of a new roster. Um, A lot of talented guys that haven't really gotten a shot at Ring of Honor. I think um, that's – I mean, Ring of Honor is only 25, 30 minutes from me where I live. So I've done ring crew with them. I know a lot of people there. And um, I think that's the closest big company that I have a little bit of ties with. Um, so that's definitely somewhere I'm looking at, but yeah, um, that's the main goal is to get paid by wrestling and to make that my living.
1: And, uh, you know, with that being said, we have Michael powers, I guess here we've got about uh, five minutes left here with Michael, you know, uh, you know, the WWE they they've, uh, you know, they've been, uh, just devastating their roster yeah. by all these cuts and, uh, all this, yeah. you know, it makes you wonder what, what is going on with the WWE. And, uh, we'll probably talk about this a little later tonight, but
6: yeah. with
1: all the cuts and all that stuff, just think of how many, uh, how many, uh, those wrestlers that have been cut that this is their living, this is all that they do. Uh, how yeah. many will try and get gigs with independent shows and, uh, you know, um, I think more independent wrestling, uh, places might pop up now with all the yeah uh, with all the cuts of the wwe s because aew can't sign them all
6: that well they're trying to and they have too many people there i mean yeah
1: you know and uh you know um, i like go ahead
6: yeah i think um I, i think it's a very interesting time right now in independent pro wrestling where a lot of these big name guys are you know Getting getting released from WWE, and they have to keep working. They have to keep making money, so they're gonna get. They're gonna you know go on these independent shows, and they're gonna be spread out throughout the country, throughout the world. I think it's a good opportunity for people like me to uh, learn something uh, up close and personal from these guys. But it's also gonna be harder for me to get on some of these bigger shows because now you got these guys coming down that they need to get paid too, and I respect that. But now it's like, shoot, you know, how am I going to get on the card? All these guys are coming down, getting released, and now they're headlining these shows. But I think overall it might be what's best for wrestling right now because I think one, two, maybe three of these independent promotions can really break out and become big. I know uh, Combat Zone Wrestling, CZW, out of Jersey, has been running shows that I've uh, worked with. Um, GCW is huge right now. Um Beyond there's all kind of independent promotions that I think could benefit from this. So uh it's definitely an interesting time right now, pro wrestling. Uh,
1: Michael Pollers, I guess we're here. we got about a few minutes here left with Michael. So uh real quick here, um, you know, uh twenty twenty one is wrapping up here and uh we got twenty twenty two right around the corner. Uh what's your schedule like in the next couple of weeks and the next couple of months if you know what it is? Yeah. What do yeah, what you, um, you got cooking?
6: Oh, yeah, yeah. So um, uh, right now we got um, a few shows coming up for Combat Zone Wrestling, CZW out of Jersey. Uh, it's it's going to be the third Sunday of the next few months. I think December 19th is the next show. We just had a show last night. Um, I'm going to be probably going down a lot to Pittsburgh. I do a lot of shows there. Um, I'll be going up, down the east coast. I think I got a show in Alabama in March. Uh, my calendar's filling up pretty good already for 2022. Um, it's um, it's definitely very busy, but it's at, at, uh, it's really good. So yeah, I'm just gonna continue to grow as a performer, um, as a pro wrestler, and continue to train and perfect my craft. Um, yeah, so a, a lot of big things coming for 2022. Uh, a lot has changed. From twenty twenty to now. Um, I feel like me and a lot of the guys I train with have gotten a lot better. Uh we've been on a lot of shows and we've had some exposure. So yeah, I think big things are coming for twenty twenty two.
1: Well, and uh we definitely would like to have you back on again. Um so uh we can uh you know talk to you about that and uh you know, uh if you have uh, any other wrestlers that you can bring with you next time, we'd love to have you do that yeah. as well. Yeah, that'd be cool. I could
6: definitely bring it to you guys.
1: Awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, Mike, we do appreciate you joining us tonight and taking time out of your schedule to be with us. And uh, it's it's awesome at uh, what you do, and we will be uh, following your career, and we'll definitely get you back on again uh, in the future.
6: Yep, yep. You guys can follow me at Michael underscore Walker underscore Up Next on Instagram and mike underscore fowler underscore 30 on twitter um yeah thank you guys so much for having me uh definitely a pleasure being on the show today
1: thanks buddy we appreciate it yep you guys have awesome. a good night awesome all right michael fowler is our guest ladies and gentlemen and uh we're waiting uh for uh our next uh legend to call in and uh hopefully uh they'll be calling in uh soon uh we'll be looking for uh the wcw legend ice train and uh, we're just waiting for him uh so anyway while we're waiting for him uh hopefully it's not gonna be us for the next 45 minutes but uh, uh i think big swing is still there uh and i know granny's still there so uh let's uh we you know we got uh thanksgiving this week uh let's uh, talk a little bit about that while we're waiting for our next guest uh granny what do you got uh, going on for the holidays
2: um just gonna be spending time with Anthony and David and maybe a couple of friends, so
0: nothing spectacular.
1: And uh I suppose Big Swing, I suppose you'll be uh, you'll be working all uh, holiday weekend, huh? Yeah, um
4: most of it. I got college basketball tournaments and stuff I gotta do, yeah.
1: So, uh speaking of speaking of that, uh Big Swing, you know, uh since we we've been here on uh you know Ken's uh, FM you know it's uh uh you know we haven't uh, heard from you as much as we we used to uh you know uh, things that uh things that have been that busy for you huh yeah and it's
4: you know it's always trying to get coverage with, other, with the other jobs and things and it's just I'm doing like three or four things at once and it's crazy it's just a, it's stretching myself kind of thin but you know I got to do what you got to do sometime
1: well you know and uh me you know I just uh, recently started a new job at uh, a local place here and uh it looks like they are going to be open on Thanksgiving and on Friday but um you know uh my uh career path uh, and I can't mention them right now because they're obviously not paying us but uh the uh I was with one company and uh just decided that uh I didn't like the way that they were running stuff and then I went to another one and uh, I mean it was it was fun for while well, it lasted but you know, if you don't have uh you know, you don't have certain things, you don't have a certain pay rate this day and age, you just can't uh, you just can't function. So uh real quick here, uh we're gonna take a, another quick time out here and we're gonna thank our sponsors and we'll be back here in about uh, sixty seconds. Say what? The new Woodspring Suites of Fargo, located at 1090 35th Street North at the I-29 and 12th Avenue North interchange. It is an extended stay, pet-friendly hotel with kitchenettes in every room, including a stovetop, full-size fridge, and microwave, plus a big 40-inch flat-screen TV with free Wi-Fi. You can book a room at 701-582-1600 or online at www.woodspring.com. Woodspring Suites of Fargo, rated 4.2 by Trust Score. and we definitely would like you uh to support kans FM do that uh, $10 a month because uh you know that's uh how uh, we survive here in the uh on the station business so uh anyway uh so i i guess we're still waiting for our, our um we're still waiting for our uh our, our next guest to call in uh Let's let's kind of talk a little bit about this. About uh, and I'm going to ask you guys' opinion on this. We don't really get to talk about much uh, on this because we're always uh, loaded with guests. But uh, the WWE and all their uh, all their cuts. What is your guys' opinion on that? We'll start with Granny. What do you think uh, uh, that that they're doing there?
2: Well, I don't know. You know, I mean, it's just they. I. I I haven't watched a whole lot of WWE lately and cuz my schedule and everything but I know Sonya Deville since she's kind of been in charge. I mean, you know, I think she I think she's more power hungry than Stephanie was, you know, but I mean, she's made some decisions that I don't totally agree with, but you know, I mean I try to watch AEW when I can, but um, like I said, I haven't watched a lot of SmackDown or Raw lately. So, you know, I know they've let a lot of people go. They're still continuing to let a lot of people go. I'm not sure what their reasoning is behind it, but, I mean, I guess they have their reasons, you know, so.
4: Well, remember, well, the WWE did go this, ahead. uh early in the 90s. Remember they mm-hmm. did this. Um, you, you remember the new generation era that came mm-hmm. right before the Attitude Era, where yep. they wanted to separate themselves from the old faces. I think yep. that's sort of what what they're what they're doing here is they're saying, all right, well, WWE hasn't been all that great in the past ten years. They're kind of having a down decade, and you know this, we can't exactly rebrand them. We've re- we've rebranded some of these ones so many times that we're just going to cut ties with them and bring in all new superstars and, and make. WWE a new program um, with new faces and try to build new talent. I think that's what they're trying to do. So yeah, other two.
1: Well, you know, with uh, that being said, do you think that it's it's a it, it's a good idea, or do you think that they might uh, there might be some other stuff under the surface that they're dealing with as far as financial? Uh,
4: well, I mean, there, there, there's always two sides to every coin. I, I mean, they're um, they're uh, you know, they can't be doing as well financially as they used to do just because people aren't watching as much. Uh, people aren't buying as much merchandise. They're not going to as many live shows. You know, so, so it's not I, I don't think it's it's quite as financially, but they're still a billion dollar company. I mean, these guys are still fine. Uh, it's just you know, and, and they've got obviously the best, you know, setup. They've got the best, you know, uh, uh, production when it comes to you know what the show looks like on the air and live and things like that it's all state of the art high tech everything um but yeah they're not they're not uh they're not putting the product in the ring out the same way as some of these other companies are and you know perhaps they looked at it and said look you know we're doing a lot of what we what we used to you know um we're we're Relying on this old talent, and this this AEW is having a bunch of new talent, signing a couple of our guys, but developing some new stars, and they're they're kind of kicking our butt right now. So let's let's beat them at their own game, and let them sign all of our old wasted talent, and let them kill themselves like WCW did by signing off all of our old guys, and let's let's start a new, and maybe start a new era. And I think maybe that's what they're thinking right now. Because remember Triple H. Um, got his rise during the Attitude Era. Triple H became a star because all the old old stars left and went to WCW. So I, I mean it's there, there could be that um but I again, who knows? Uh, I am mean, well, not you know,
3: there, here. So.
1: Well, here's another way to look at it. The WWE has proven that uh during COVID, they uh they have uh proven that they showed a way that they can produce their shows without going anywhere, without having to do live shows. Uh, they can do it in a warehouse or a studio or wherever they are, and, you know, fans can log in and watch it, you know, from the network. And uh, mm-hmm. they, they've proven that they don't need to go to uh, venues anymore, which I think is a bad thing. What do you think? Um,
6: I
4: mean, yeah. I, I get it, but, I mean, what, what were they going to do, just pack up for a year and a half? You know, I mean, I mean they they did what they had to do in order to, to show that, you know, that the show must go on type of thing. And, yeah, they may have shot themselves in the foot, but it was kind of a situation that, that they, they had to do. They're not just not going to have wrestling
6: for a year. A
1: well, you know, if, well, well what I what I mean by that is, like, you know, like if – If you watch a few things like they did with uh, your gal, Alexa Bliss, you know, they they were able to do like super cool camera tricks uh, because, you know, they're not they're not live in an arena. They're they're well, they're basically taped. You know, they were able to do some cool, uh, you know, I kind of like that. But when they go back out and do the regular arenas, they can't do that anymore. So do you think that was a bad idea that they did that because they can't do it when they're in an arena? Um. Yeah, perhaps.
4: I I, I mean, the, 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 there are a lot of things that you can do at a live show. Um, but I mean, I yeah, I do like a lot of what they did with Bliss, and I think that the only the only reason that that angle worked was because of what they were able to do. So yeah uh, you know, I don't think that that angle would have, i don't think that angle would have hit at quite as hard uh without being able to do a lot of those camera tricks on live shows
1: now do you think that uh the uh alexa bliss with the, what they did with her character, because I know that you're a fan do you feel that they uh they've ruined her character or do you think it's enhanced it uh for the better it, it it's another side
4: it's another side, um, but uh, I don't know. Um, I mean, I, I just don't think that she can come back from this character now. You know? Right, and I, I don't, you know. I, I, I just think that this, this is, she's not going to be able to go back to the Alexa Bliss of old uh, because it's not going to be viable anymore. I think that, they, that this was kind of a be-all, end-all kind of a character situation for her, and now they've got to expand upon her being Dark Bliss in order for it to work.
1: You know, kind of like how they, kind of like what they did with, uh, you know, Sting back in the day. You know, we had Surfer Sting, then we had uh, Crow Sting. Uh, uh, Granny, you know, you were at, um, you had mentioned a little earlier that you were at an event this last weekend. Uh, you know, and we know it's a nonprofit, uh, um, event. Uh, what, uh, kind of tell us uh, who uh, you saw and what. Uh, how many different matches you saw, and uh, your favorite match, and uh, if anybody decided to uh, come over and talk to you?
2: Are you talking about the one that I was at Saturday?
1: Right, right.
2: Okay, that was actually, that wasn't Wrestling for a Cause. That was Mid-States Wrestling, and they did a tribute show for beautiful Bobby Eaton, and his sister... And her granddaughter and her daughter-in-law were in attendance. And they had probably about eight or nine matches. And I actually got to see friends that I had not seen in quite some time. I mean, a lot of the guys um, that used to wrestle for traditional championship wrestling, they were part of that show that night because, you know, Bobby was part of traditional championship wrestling. Brian Thompson, who we've had on our show as a guest, was actually Bobby's booking agent for quite some time um, before Bobby passed. And he was actually in attendance. Um, Tom Simon, TCW's ring announcer, was actually there um Gary Graham, Mr. Saturday Night Michael Berry, Jason Jones, uh, Greg Anthony, you know, these guys, and they took a picture of, um, let's see, Gary and Jason and Barry and Greg and Brian Thompson and Tom Simon. I mean, this is the first time in eight years that these guys from TCW were actually all in the same building. I mean, TCW quit running in November. uh, The last show they did was November 16th of 2013. So this is the first time in eight years that all these guys that were part of traditional championship wrestling were all in the same building. And I actually wore my Brandy Holkster Queen of TCW shirt for that event because like I said Bobby was part of TCW and
0: uh,
2: it was just an awesome awesome night I mean it was I I've been friends with Bobby's sister Debbie for quite some time on Facebook and I finally got to meet her I got to meet her granddaughter I got to meet her daughter in law. Um, I got to meet Brian's new lovely wife, Elizabeth. You know, I, I and like I said, this is the first time I've seen Brian and and Tom and I, I don't know how long. So it was really great getting to see my T C W family again. Um you know, I I really I I really miss them, you know, and like I said, I've been going through my own personal things, you know, and And, you know, fans, I mean, I I just want to throw this out here. I mean, all I can say is support your local independent wrestling, if you can. Because, you know, everybody's got struggles, everybody's storms of life that they're dealing with right now. You know, COVID, you know, it's affected a lot of people. You know, it's made a lot of people depressed, you know, and... This is my escape, guys. I mean, you know, I can go to one of these events for two, two and a half hours. And I can sit there and I can laugh and I can cheer and I can boo, you know, and I can interact with these wrestlers and, you know, help make it fun for the other fans and make it fun for the wrestlers. This gives me my escape from... Reality, I can walk in that building and those problems that I'm dealing with, they're just like outside the door. I don't have to stop and think about them for two, two and a half, three hours, whatever, you know. I mean, I went to a wrestling show in Fayetteville yesterday and this was their first show and, um, you know, the venue wasn't very big. But it was a sellout crowd. I mean, it was standing room only. They were selling tickets for five dollars for people to come in and stand and watch the show if they so sort of cho- choose to, chose to do so. I mean, it was a sellout crowd. They had to actually turn people away. This was their first show um, for Crown Championship Wrestling, and of course, I know a lot of the guy, I know all the guys that were part of the show. You know, some I've known longer than others but there again fans it's like you know they were they had four wrestlers out there and it was supposed to have been a championship match um and these four wrestlers came out or three other wrestlers came out you know besides Jason Jones who was the new southern heavyweight champion uh he won it from Tim Rockwell Saturday night at, at Harrison and, of course, Tim was, you know, well, I want my rematch. I want my rematch, you know. I want my rematch clause and everything. And, um, you know, the, the, like they were saying, like, ask Granny. Ask Granny what should we should do, you know. And Chris, he asked me the microphone. And he, the promoter, he says, Granny, are you trying to steal my show? And I said, no. I said, make it a fatal four-way match, and, you know. So they ended up ha- making it a fatal four-way match. And, you know, I mean, he, that's why, you know, I'm not just the average wrestling fan. I mean, you have wrestling fans. You have the average wrestling fan. You have some people that have never been to a wrestling event. They don't know what to do. You know, and I tell somebody, I you know, I, I, I talk to people. I mean, I don't know a stranger. And I try to make these people feel welcome, you know, especially somebody that's never been to one. I say, hey, You know, you'd watch me, you know, I'll show you who to cheer for, who to boo, you know, I'll tell you who to, you know, who the good guy is, who the heel is, whatever, you know. I said, just watch me. I try to make it fun for everybody. You know, I try to make it fun for the fans. I try to make it fun for the wrestlers. And, you know, I think I shared this um, with you all before, and I may have shared it on another podcast that I help with, but one of my wrestling friends, like, Two years ago, he made a post on my on my Facebook page. And he said, you know, it's funny when you get a better pop and you're more recognizable than most, quote, unquote, professional wrestlers. He said, and I'm giving you that as a compliment to what you do. He says, they should all really take notes. And then, of course, you know, it pops up in one of those little Facebook memories, you know, and, and he says, still true today. If anyone mentions the name Granny Holkster, Lori Burt in the spheres of Oklahoma and Arkansas and professional wrestling, most fans will recognize her before they will recognize the current professional wrestlers. And that is very humbling for me, guys, because, like I said, I'm not a wrestler. I, even though I've been threatened to have been thrown in the ring a few times, I am not a wrestler. I am just a fan. But I have done it for so long, and this gimmick name that I have, I've had it for so long that, I mean, I'm still on the old reruns of traditional championship wrestling on TV down in Little Rock area, on TV. So people still ask me, you know, eight years later, hey, aren't you that lady from TCW? Aren't you granny? you know i mean when cwa was running in mommel and hot springs you know a lot of those guys that wrestled for cwa wrestled for tcw so we would go to these events and i would have come, people come up and ask me hey aren't you granny aren't you granny from tcw i mean there was a guy there's a guy that at mid states that he was helping ring announce um saturday night Him and his son used to go to TCW when his son was little. He remembers me from back in the day of TCW. You know, I'm just a fan just like he is, you know. That doesn't make me any better or any more important than any wrestler that I know. I mean, I've had dinner with the people like Hacksaw Jim Doug and Tommy Dreamer. I'm friends with the Rock and Roll Express. I mean... I've gotten to wear Robert Gibson's WWE Hall of Fame ring on my finger for a picture. He actually put that ring on my finger for a picture. I didn't ask if he could, if I could wear it. He just put it on my finger. You know? I've met Mickey James. I mean, the list goes on and on. I mean, I could give you a whole entire list of people that I've met. I'm friends with Trevor Murdoch and right now he's the NWA champion for the NWA. You know, he was going to retire from wrestling. I mean, he was part of WWE at one time, him and Lance Cade, before Lance passed away. I mean, when his son, when Trevor's little boy was born, however old, he named his son Cade after his tag team partner. You know, I mean, I have met so many wonderful people in this wrestling world. I mean the 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 guy that we had the the show at yesterday, the guy that owns the gymnastic Joe's where we had the wrestling event yesterday, I was talking to him after the show and he came up and shook my hand. He says, you know, he says, I didn't understand it before the show started but after watching you all night long and taking pictures of you all night long and watching you interact with those wrestlers he said i get it now he says i get it why they want you here for these shows i i, I understand i mean i have been told i have been thanked by promoters thank you for being on our show thank you for being here thank you i mean for making it fun for everybody i mean that's just the way that i am guys i mean that's just the, that's the way i work But like I said, I'm nobody important. I'm just me. I'm nobody special. But I love doing what I do. And, you know, and I know one of these days, you know, and I hope it's not anytime soon, but one of these days I know I'm not going to be able to continue to do what I do. And trust me, guys, I'm not looking forward to that day because – these wrestlers, I am not related to any of them at all, but you do not have to be blood-related to be family. And when you're part of a wrestling organization, those wrestlers are your family. And Man. I, you I know. mean, if I ever had a problem where I needed help, all I would have to do is pick up a phone and start calling people. And if they could if if they were available to be there to help me, they would I trust these people more. And I don't have a lot of family left. A lot most of my family is gone. I mean my main family is me, David and Anthony. I you know, I, I occasionally get to see my brother, I occasionally get to see my mother, but you know, I, I don't have a lot of family left. So, and people that I know that are, that I'm friends with, you know, or that I'm acquaintance with, I would put more trust in my wrestling family than I would anybody else.
1: You know, and with that being said, Granny, you know, uh, we are, we are a family here on, uh, Attitude Air Live. And, uh, you know, we're, uh, our family keeps growing and, uh, we have about, uh, 16 minutes left of the show here. Um, I just uh I just got word from uh, our guest that we were supposed to have on uh his flight was delayed and uh he did not land in time when he was supposed to uh when he was supposed to get there uh because of a flight delay so uh we got him rescheduled for a couple weeks from today uh so uh you know things happen we all know that and uh you know we we always try and bring you three guests here on the show uh next week uh, you'll have to, of course, go to our Off the Ropes page and uh, check out the Ken's FM page uh, uh, this week to find out who our guests are uh, next week. But I am going to say this. Uh, I'm going I'm to drop a little surprise uh, for everybody. Uh, and I'm, I'm not going to say who it is right now. However, if you are a fan of the television show The Walking Dead... You are going to want to tune in next week because we have a actress from that show on with us next week, and as a matter of fact, we have two actresses on with us next week, and we also have a uh, another comedian with us next week. And uh, speaking of uh, comedians, uh you know unfortunately, you guys were not able to uh, come to my show uh, my, my show. Uh, my wedding, because of, uh, you know, the whole COVID thing, and, uh, you know, I know Granny had uh, family issues, but uh, the comedian that we had um, at my show that uh, that did a private show for all our wedding guests uh, is going to be back in town um, at the end of January, and uh, the icon will be opening up for him as an opening act uh at his show uh well uh, you know you have to check I, I can't mention anything about that here, but uh you'll have to uh check that out uh on my uh on our off the roads page for details on that uh so people in the Pargamore area we would definitely like to have you come out and uh you know you guys can actually see how cool the icon really is. Um and, uh, you know, I'll sign autographs or uh, I'll pay you to take my autograph, whatever it takes. It doesn't matter to me. But uh, uh, real quick here, uh, Big Swing, you know, you mentioned you got, you said you got some holiday tournaments uh, coming up. How many uh, different games are you going to be doing over the weekend?
4: Um. Well, I've got the Battle for Atlantis tournament. Uh, I've got a couple of the, like the Jimmy V Foundation's coming up pretty soon, I believe. I've got some D three tournaments. I got a couple of them, um, but mostly it's the Battle for Atlantis tournament that's going to be going on over the
6: holidays. Which is now is
1: 100. that is that like a, is that like a round robin tournament or is it, uh, uh, is it uh, you know just like luck of a draw? Is it a bracket tournament? Um, what kind of tournament it's, is it's
4: it? It's, it's it's a it's a bracketed tournament. It's um. So, basically, it, it, it's kind of like an NCAA tournament. I mean, single elimination. There are, there are going to be, you know, consolation games and things like that. But uh, just, just to give you the slate of some of the, the games that are going to be on the station out here, Wednesday the 24th, it's going to be Michigan State versus Loyola-Chicago, Auburn versus UConn, Syracuse versus VCU, and Baylor versus Arizona State. And then on the next day, you have game one winner versus game two winner, game one loser versus game two loser, yada, yada, yada. It goes that way. And you have your championship game, third place game, fifth place game, seventh place game, blah, 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 blah. So um, basically all the teams are going to play each other and they get ranked one through seven. Um, and, uh, yeah, that, that's that's what it's going to, you know, that, that's how it's going to be. So it, So it's... It's interesting. I mean, I'm hoping Syracuse can advance. I mean, Michigan State's pretty good. Auburn, UConn are both ranked. Arizona State's decent. Baylor, you know, is coming off a national championship uh, type of season. So, it's just um, it's just interesting to see um, you know over the next three four days here um, when they're gonna when they're gonna play. So.
2: Well it was great yeah. having you on the show with us tonight Big Swing. It's been too long. I mean, you know. Oh,
4: I know. Yeah, I've know. I've been super busy. I've been trying I've been kind of producing from the sidelines a little bit, but uh but haven't been um you know, haven't really been uh, able to get on verbally just cuz I haven't been near a computer, you know what I'm saying? So
2: I understand. Yeah. I understand. I mean, I know, you know, I have like plenty of irons in the park going on myself right now too, so I understand the busy part. But it was great having you on with us. It was like old times tonight. So
3: yes,
4: yes, appreciate it. Yes, it was. It was. It was good being back too. I thought maybe I, uh, you know, I, I hadn't really gotten a chance to fully listen to how the Ken's FM setup is. Uh, so it's it's yeah, it's, it's cool. <laughs>
1: Well, you know. Um, speaking of that, you know uh, these these teams that you're going to be seeing. Uh, do you know offhand, right right away, if there's uh, any um, if there's any NBA potential stars that uh, you might be seeing that uh, you're aware of that uh, that they've been talking about about uh, that might go to the NBA? Well, Michigan State always has some. Michigan State constantly
4: has some. Baylor's got some off-hands that I can think of. No, it's too early in the season right now to really tell you who I think is going to be one and done. Um, Once I really – tomorrow, once I really do the stuff and I really dig into this a little bit and look at some of these guys, uh, I'll probably be able to have a better answer. But as of right now, I haven't – you know, this is my first time seeing a lot of these teams. Um, we do have somebody on though, like on a four hundred eight number. I mean, is that is that who we're looking for, guest wise, or is this is this a? Uh,
1: no, let's uh, let's uh, bring him on, uh, uh, <coughs> uh, and we remember remind the caller <coughs> that uh, this is PG language. Uh, caller, uh, area code
3: four hundred eight. Hey, what do you got? Kind of... Hey, this is Tony. I'm listening to Attitude Era live on eighty nine point one. Ken's FM with your host, The Icon, The Big Swing, and Granny Hulkster.
1: Well, hey, Tony, how are you?
3: Pretty good. I'm doing real good all right well i'll tell you what we'll uh uh we
1: we, we got about uh, ten minutes here tony so we'll uh, we'll spend the last ten minutes talking to you uh for those of you guys who don't know uh tony is uh carrying our show on his uh station and uh, we do appreciate the support uh kind of tell us a little bit uh, tony uh about um about uh you know your kind- of your background uh in the um uh, for our listeners that might not know,
3: okay, my background is actually um, I do mostly security. I work like secu- as a security officer here in the Bay Area, you know, like Northern California, like uh, near San Francisco, San Jose, Santa Clara County, and but my hobby is uh it's, I actually uh, do uh, some. You know, I do a lot of camera work. You know, for independent wrestling companies, and my uh, latest—the latest one I hooked up with is a good friend of mine, uh, Marv, uh, from San Jose here, and he's got his own company called uh, South Bay Championship Wrestling, and you can find them online there and or on Facebook there, too.
1: That's awesome. Uh, we have uh, we have uh, Tony as our guest here, and uh, we have uh, well we have about uh, nine minutes left of the show. Now uh, you, are uh, uh, you, a wrestling fandom, uh, have you? Uh, who would you say? Um, uh, how would you say is uh, who would you say is the biggest uh, uh, wrestler that uh, you met, Tony, uh, since you've been uh, working with wrestling? Wow, okay,
3: God, okay, yeah, I've met okay uh, when I used to do a camera is that work a loaded for, question, or what it, <laughs> uh, no, no, it's not a loaded question no uh when i used to uh when I did camera work for another independent wrestling here in the bay area, it was called it, it was called big time wrestling they're still around and they're still doing shows and uh God, that was big uh, the big you had a big guy uh what's his name yeah that was his that was his name uh you know the guy uh, the guy uh you know with all the muscles and stuff like that Lesnar? Brock um, Lesnar No no not Brock Lesnar uh, uh he was called the big guy or the big show No not big show
2: Scott Steiner
5: uh,
3: no, not Scott Steiner. Like it was, fun, he
5: used you know? to be. He
3: used to be on. He used to be on WWE, and then he kind of left uh, that company, and then he went into independent r- wrestling. Oh, geez, mm. that could be anybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll send. I'll send you a picture. I will have to dig up a picture of him. Cause I got a picture of him and I standing next together. Yeah, so he, oh, he's so, obviously bigger than you, I would say, right? Uh yeah, we're about the same size. About the same size, I guess, sort of speak. He might have been like a little head taller, maybe. Now, yeah.
1: uh, Tony, did you ever want to be a wrestler yourself?
3: No, uh, oh, yeah, back when I was uh, back when I was a kid, yeah, but no, uh, no, I just want to stay behind the scenes and kind of help out behind the scenes and do it you know, like cameras and stuff like that. That's awesome.
1: And uh, you, um, uh, do you have, uh, do you have an all-time favorite wrestling event uh, or a wrestling match that, uh, that you just, if you had a chance to see it over and over again, that one match, what would it be?
3: Oh boy God Now that's That's kind of hard to say Wow I don't know I kind of like all of them Kind of Kind of speak You know All the uh, uh, You know I like the old classic You know like uh, When Hulk used to wrestle I like some of those shows Stuff like that And then, uh, do you, uh, well,
1: you know, uh, not a, fa- not a favorite e- event, but, uh, a fa- well, not a favorite match, but how about like a favorite event? Like, uh, uh, like say WrestleMania, Starcade, Royal Rumble, what, uh, uh, do you have, do you have a favorite in that aspect? Uh,
3: yeah, re- WrestleMania. I like, I like to watch WrestleMania and then, uh, Uh, What is that? The one that's coming up here, this coming Sunday, I think it is the Survivor Series. Yeah, Survivor Series. Yeah, I like watching that too. Yeah. You know, when I was when I was a kid,
1: uh, you know, the Royal Rumble always took place around my birthday, so I uh, I always uh, would uh, you know always would try and talk my parents into getting me the pay per view. Of course, they never got me the pay per view. But uh, they would always rent me the video when it would come out. You know, that was always the thing. I would always wait for it. I always find out when the release dates for the the WWE uh, VHS tapes. That's right, kids. I used to watch VHS tapes. I know I'm dating myself here, but I always used to wait. And then uh, we would have to go down to the video store the day they were released that morning, and my dad would have to rent me the video because that was his promise to me. Uh, You know, and uh did that for several, several years. You know, I mean, what what what's what's more economical? Paying thirty nine ninety five or whatever it was for a, a one night event, or paying a dollar fifty to rent it on video and then watch it as many times as you want.
3: Exactly. God, I remember back, back, uh, back in the days. You know, I used to buy radio tapes too. You know, back in the days, but now now they all come on like on. DVD and stuff like
1: that. Yeah. Right. Now, now and again. uh yeah. You know, and then the WWE they uh they actually start, you know, what I wish the WWE would do is uh like the old VHS tapes that they used to release like uh I remember back in the uh late 90s uh when the attitude era was going on, they always used to put out uh like three or four videotapes every couple months like the stone cold said so one uh they uh, did a uh, their exclusive pay per view overseas. They did a Sable video. They did uh, the uh, the bikini video with the divas. You know, I wish they would go back and release those on DVD or Blu Ray because I know there's some that they're releasing on Blu Ray now. Like I just saw the old uh, uh, the that video the DVD that they put up with Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels I saw that on Blu-ray. So I wish they'd go back and uh put some of these older uh, uh older videos on DVD or Blu-ray so uh new generation can see uh you know what wrestling used to be like. I mean there's been several okay. added, there's been several eras like the legends era the P, uh the Legends era the Uh, the, um, the added, uh, well, the attitude era, the two, the ruthless aggression era, uh, then the PG era. Now they're doing the, what the heck are they doing era? We have no idea, you know, the new generation, but, uh, anyway, so we got about, uh, well, we got about a minute here before we got, uh, two minutes here before we got to wrap this up. But, uh, uh, anyway, uh, Uh, i tell you what, Tony, we do thank you uh, for carrying our show on your station, and uh, we hope that we can continue uh, bringing content. Uh, We had a little technical issue earlier. I think we got that figured out, what it was, uh, and uh, hopefully that'll take care of it. Um, You know, I I know our first guest had some cell phone issues, and uh, uh, so after a little cranking of the wattage uh, from uh, where our phone calls are piped in that seem to uh that seems to be a lot better now and we do uh we do appreciate our technical crew for taking care of that for us.
3: All right, yeah. Yeah, and uh you know all the callers sounded great after after your first after your first caller there.
1: Right. You know, yeah. it's you know what they say, it's <laughs> it's all a matter of yeah. wattage. But uh, I'll tell you hey. what, Tony. We do appreciate uh, you uh, carrying our show on your station. Uh, we thank you for calling in, and uh, we'll uh, we'll definitely have you call back in again uh, to save us when our other guests can't call in and make it for us. We appreciate it.
3: Yeah, and I'm spreading the word like wildfire here too. All right,
1: yeah. we well, we appreciate so. everything you do for us, Tony. Thank you. Yeah.
3: All right. Yeah, you're welcome.
1: Thanks, Tony. Have a good night, buddy. Have a good Thanksgiving.
3: Yeah, you, yeah, I will. Thanks.
1: All right, thanks, bud.
3: All right. Uh that's uh
1: that's our buddy Tony. And uh he's uh <laughs> he's carrying us uh, he's carrying our show and we do appreciate uh everything that uh, Tony Holm does. And uh we're gonna wrap it up here. Uh Granny, I want you to have a good Thanksgiving. We'll see you back you next do the week. Time. Happy At, Thanksgiving. And yeah, and everybody check with us next week. And uh, same time, same channel, 89.1, Ken's FM. We're always here to entertain, so check back with us next week. We love you all. Be safe. Have a good Thanksgiving. See you here next week. Happy same Thanksgiving, time. everyone.
3: No, thank you